Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good day, everyone, and welcome back to another incredible, exciting, scrumdiddlyumptious episode of the best podcast on earth, hashtag podblessed, the Real Film Nerds. Wow. How's that for an intro, Mike? Uh, that that that's pretty amazing. I mean, I, I know we were hashtag blessed, but wow, that was that was really good. Uh, you know, uh, happy new year, everyone. Hashtag pod blessed. You're the one that pod came blessed. up with that. Yeah. Yes, we are pod blessed. So yes, happy new year, everyone. My name is Matt. I am your host as usual. My other host, my co-host, my brother in arms. My brother in lightsabers, mysterious Mike Talent, as you have heard. Yes, yes, uh, man, I'm looking forward to what the real film nerds is going to expand to in this this next year. I, I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, what are we going to expand to? Because that's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just I you know I feel like we're always you know evolving and changing and you know trying to hone our pod casting skills okay all right i'll go along with that i thought you were talking about your little bundle of joy that's on his way mr maximus no 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 i i because <laughs> it's gonna be a while till he can talk on the pod mike i'm sorry yes it's gonna be a long while before he can talk on the pod and i feel like maximus will maybe cause some issues but we'll work around it matt I don't need to work around it. You need to work around it. I'm golden. I'm not yeah. breeding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure it out, Matt. So, all right. I'm just going to get this out right off the bat. Sorry, we are slacking a little bit. The holidays are screwing us all up. I will do my best to get this edited and up. But yes, we are recording on New Year's Day. Happy 2020. Woo! 2020. God, I feel old. Dude. All these things were supposed to happen by now. I'm supposed to have flying cars. This is supposed to be a different world. I'm very upset. I agree. I think we should write a letter. I've watched all these sci-fi movies from the 80s, and they were like 2015, 2020, and I got nothing. Well, think about this. The original Blade Runner is now in the past, Mike. <sighs> Man. I just wanted to be able to say, enhance. Right? Just that alone would help. I would love that. <laughs> hey, I also want dinosaurs. I would like some dinosaurs. Where's my Jurassic Park? Uh, I don't know if that's a good idea, but yeah, why not? Whatever. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, I at least want a lightsaber. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. I don't need the Millennium Falcon. Yes, it would be nice. I'd like to have a TIE fighter. That would be cool, too. But at minimum, I would like to have a lightsaber. All right. All right. Well, well, Matt, I, th I think we should get to the, get movie, to the movie that we're reviewing. Damn yeah. it. All right, fine. Anyways, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2020, the start of the Real Film Nerds second year? Third year. February. Third year, dude. February will be the start of our third year. Yeah. February 14th, Valentine's Day. Ooh, that might be a tough one to record on, Mike. Might be a tough one. Might be. Yeah, because that weekend I might be uh, photographing a bunch of cheerleaders, too. So, ooh, terrible. It's going to be rough, man. It's going to be real rough. It's always rough. It's 
It's a long day. It's like a 16-hour day. Okay, anyways, back to the topic. Welcome to episode number 153. Today we are talking about a film that is rumored to be nominated for lots of Academy Awards. It is a interesting film. Um, it's a good film, but it's not an incredible film in my book. I think Mike liked it more than me. But that is Adam Sandler starring in Uncut Gems. Mike, give us the rundown. All right. Um, so this was directed by Benny Safferty and Josh Safferty. Uh, written by Ronald Bronstein and Benny Safferty and Josh Safferty. Starring Adam Sandler, Julia Fox, Kevin Garnett, Idea Manziel. And the, the story is about addiction, but not to drugs or alcohol, to the adrenaline rush on winning high-stakes gambling bets. A roller coaster movie for the highs and the lows. Wow, dude, that is totally not what I thought, but all right. Nice. I like it, Mike. That's a good descriptor. I, I wouldn't even put it at that. But yeah, that's definitely definitely what is going on. Oh, oh, you, you wouldn't have described it as, like that? Uh, I didn't think of it as addiction, but now that I'm thinking about it, that's a very good apt descriptor for it. Because okay. he, honestly, his character can't stop. As you oh, find out. Oh, no. No, no. I... I believe it's totally about addiction and the different things, but it's this movie is about like a gambling addiction. Wow. Holy crap. I want to change my reels already just with that unveiling and you're opening my mind, Mike, but I'm not going to because I already <laughs> announced it on what on uh, Lisa live and local on magic 99.1 almost a week ago. So I'm not going to change it. I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to stick to it. Okay. All right. Dude, just stick to your guns, man. And it's fine. Don't forget, hang out to the end after our theme song where I add the radio interview into the end of our podcast. It's always good. It's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Hang out. All right, Mike. First impressions. Let's go. Um. So I like this kind of in-your-face type film technique. It, it, it seemed more raw and realistic, but it is... Raw and you know, a little it, it seems rough a little bit in some places. I liked it though, it is pure, absolute insanity and chaos from start to finish, but it's warranted. I feel that they are paralleling the main character's life with how they're telling the story of his life and how they shot the film and how it's so all over the place. I think they're parallels to each other, and that was on purpose, and I applaud it. I thought it was great. Does it work all the time? No. Sometimes it gets very confusing. Sometimes it just kind of falls flat on its face. But for the most part, I think it was a very bold choice, and I enjoyed it. Yes, it was exactly a bold choice. And I liked it as well. It it was uh, a lot different than we usually see. So it was neat to see that kind of portrayed in this movie. And it was it was a risky, I think, move on on the part of the the uh, Safferty brothers. But I thought it was neat. It was successful. Yeah, I thought it was very, I thought it was very unique and 
that's what we need more of. And if you notice, not to get too off topic, who's the uh, uh, distribution company for this film, Mike? Oh, I, I mean, there's a million of them. I didn't, I didn't, I, I mean, I paid attention. Who's but... the big one that we've mentioned on the pod many times before? And I applaud them for taking chances all the time. Oh, A24. It's an A24 film. Yep. It is. And it, it is an A24 film. Again, you know, I applaud them because they're doing what Sony and Disney and everyone else, Fox, is not doing anymore. And that's taking chances on creative, risque films. And I love it. Well, there used to be more of a, like, uh, I, I forget what the Fox creative one was called. But Fox there was Searchlight. Like a Fox Searchlight. Yeah, Fox Searchlight. And then there was like a uh, Miramax uh, used to exist, but I don't even think they exist anymore. I think they got eaten up in takeovers and who knows what. They used to do kind of some risky ones because they did Pulp Fiction. And like at the time, there's pretty much no one who would have picked up Pulp Fiction. But Miramax is like, yeah, why not? Go for it. Well, and that's one of those things that depresses me about the Disney-Fox merger. One of the first things Disney did after they bought Fox is they basically shut down Fox Searchlight. All the projects that they were working on, they stopped and most of the employees, they laid off, which I just thought was horrific because we need more production companies and studios like this that are willing to take a risk and willing to lose money to bring more creative films out so that it expands what the audience sees instead of the same packaged nothing's wrong with it you and i we love blockbusters we love all marvel movies we love disney we love all that stuff but you still you need stuff like this film to advance film as an art form and as a medium yeah i i definitely appreciate some of the different chances that a lot of uh filmmakers take in in some of these off studio movies and i don't know if they will be given a chance if it's only just the big you know i mean it is kind of scary matt because disney bought fox and so we're losing more and more like choice because there's only going to be like one person making the decision for probably like I don't know so many movies like it's depressing honestly it's depressing not to get too off topic but it's depressing I I want more stuff like this and I applaud A24 that's why if an A24 movie comes out in the theater even if it's garbage I still want to go and support them so that they will continue backing films like this I mean um Uh, not to again i don't want to continue off topic so much but amazon is another one amazon has been doing films that little off the radar off the books but they're putting money into them yeah amazon has done some really interesting films i i I will agree um you were never really here uh with uh uh joaquin phoenix loved it was awesome and that was an Amazon produced movie. And, um, it, you know, they have several other ones that have come out. And wow, I think that, that that's what we need. Just, 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 I mean, it costs millions of dollars to do some of these movies. And even if it's a kind of a low budget, which is weird, I know it sounds weird, it costs millions of dollars to do a low budget movie. Yeah. It does. Well, another one that, uh, that we reviewed that you like from Amazon was that one about the uh, uh, rainforest 
uh, I'm forgetting the name of it, uh, starring uh, Charlie Hunnam. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yes. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of that, too. I'm spacing on the name, but yeah, that was another one that that cost. God knows how much that cost. And it was a smaller film. I think it was released in the theaters for a while, but Amazon stepped up and did it. Yeah, it it was in the theaters for a little bit. Yeah, no, I. it's it's amazing. Uh, you know, with Amazon, I and we've already talked about this multiple times, but we cannot explain how much we love Miss Maisel. Oh, oh my gosh. The Marvelous Miss Maisel. So good. It's so good that it's it's almost uh, the the design the the set design on that show is just insane, and then the characters, the scripts, oh, it's so good. So if you ha- if if you haven't seen that show, watch that show. I know we we review movies, but that is a show that you should watch. All right, not to keep on shows, but Mike, you need to go watch Watchmen. Okay, it's on HBO. I need to watch the Watch Watchmen. Yes, it is seriously right. one of the best TV shows of the past ten years. Yes, I know you have not read the graphic novel that accompanies it, but you have watched the Zack Snyder film, and that will help you understanding Watchmen. But that show is literally one of the best shows of the last ten all years. Right. It's incredible. All okay, all right. all right, all right. Let's get back on structure. Structure. All right, Mike. What's back next? On structure. structure. What's What's next? We talked about. Our first impressions, are we talking about characters? Are we talking about sets? We're doing overall cinematography of the film? Or are we just going to... Uh, gonna... yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, what, what, did you, what did you think about the sets and the cinematography in this movie? I loved it. It was dirty. It was gritty. It was realistic. It was very down to earth. And I thought that was great. It was not to you know say it's similar in any way, shape, or form, but it's a lot like the new Joker film. Not quite, you know, it's not shot in the 70s, but it's New York, and it's not a pretty side of New York. It's supposed to kind of be, because it's about jewels and diamonds and gambling and all this stuff, but it does not come off that way. It comes off very gritty. Yeah, it seemed more realistic, like, like you know, his shop, and uh, a lot of this movie takes place in the the, the owner's uh diamond shop or whatever yeah jewelry store yeah yeah jewelry store and uh it it was just it was okay but it was kind of chintzy like it wasn't it wasn't like the nicest place it was okay but it just wasn't it was kind of neat to see that because that was exactly how it should have been and you know adam sandler's character was just i don't know he was just he was he was really good. Okay. All right. So what's next, Mike? All right. Well, Matt, uh, I I think it's time to uh, ask my question. Yeah, ask your question. Woo! So speaking about gems, Mike, how does uncut gems relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, thanks for asking, Matt. So the MCU tie-in for this movie is Scott Bowers was the second unit director on this movie and also on Spider-Man Homecoming. Nice. Okay, so for those of you who do not know, Gems, the original Infinity Stones in the comic book are not called stones. They're called Infinity Gems. So that's where that gag came in. Sorry, I'm a nerd. I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's, that's pretty awesome. That's still awesome. Okay, Mike, so spoilers, or are we doing your segment? 
Oh, no, no. Uh, we need to find out, Matt, what you're drinking. <sighs> well, Mike, thanks for asking. I got this beer when I was at Park Plaza Liquor Deli, unofficial sponsor of the Real Film Nerds podcast, just because they have a nice selection of beers and liquor and other things. Nice. This is a blonde ale brewed by Barrio Brewing Company in Tucson, Arizona. Ooh. Now, Barrio Brewing Company, Mike, I don't know if you saw the news about them or not. You are a beer aficionado. But, uh, right around when I purchased this beer in December, they did something unprecedented for companies just about anywhere in the U.S. What did they do? They handed the company basically over to their employees. Oh, so now it's employee-owned? Yep. Nice. And that made national headlines. So anyways, I'm drinking their Blondale, and it is quite delicious, and it has a young, attractive lady wearing a sombrero on the front of it. Very nice. All right, Mike, uh, how's your glass of water? So uh, Maggie got me this uh, new thing, or uh, Maniacal Mags got me this new thing, and it's... Uh, Looks like a whiskey glass. Yeah, it's it's like a... I can do this thing. It's called like a whiskey wedge. So it's all like it's half ice and then you can put in alcohol on the other side. And so uh, I didn't have any whiskey. So I put in some Bacardi. And so nothing's wrong with a little rum. Everybody likes some rum. Yeah. So I've been drinking off that and it's been pretty nice. Well, all right, Mike, let's do it. Let's get into our spoilers for Uncut Gems. Real okay. Film Nerds, episode 153. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice, man. See, I got it written down now. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Matt. All right, so uh, I'm just going to get this out of the way. This Adam what Sandler. <laughs> Adam Sandler was amazing. He completely carried this movie. 100% agree. He was, you know, this this movie is Adam Sandler, and then there's the other characters. Yeah, Adam Sandler is what makes this movie. Um do I think this should be nominated for a movie of the year? No. Do I think this should be nominated for cinematography and all their production value things? Maybe. But if Adam Sandler is not nominated for best lead actor, I'll be disappointed because he really carried this film. He was incredible. Yes, I completely agree. Adam Sandler's the ups and the downs, like I felt the ups and the downs, and that was really important to this movie. And you feel them. You feel that like he's he's the highs and the lows and this movie has quite a bit of highs and lows. It's kind of interesting. I felt like this movie was a very good example of of addiction high and lows and being manic because when he, yeah. when he's up yeah. he's up and he's living Man, the dream. When he's and, up. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's up. And then when he's down, he's real down. Like it's like almost like bipolar in a way like it's like flipping a switch you know the the scenes with his um shishka i guess is what you call him right his uh his uh side piece yeah yeah like when he catches her with the dude and all that i mean it's it's no there's no in between it's no like i'll discuss it later it's screaming at the top of their lungs from there on out until they're away from each other like it's straight up manic bipolar craziness it's it's quite incredible I, I I thought the movie did a really good job of making you feel those moments, like you were in it. I legitimately was like, "Whoa, 
Like I felt the highs and I felt the lows and I was like, man, this is this is a crazy fucking movie. It is. It is. It's very wild. And that's why I say when I allude to earlier, Adam Sandler's character is nuts. His life is crazy. It is all over the place from his home life with his soon to be ex-wife and his kids to his work life to Kevin Garnett showing up out of the middle of nowhere to he gets gems like raw and he's trying to auction it and Kevin Garnett steal. I mean, it's all over the place and that's how they shot it. And it just parallels each other. And I just thought it was so bold and just fantastic how they did that. Yeah. I was like, wow. And then, uh, I don't think we should give this away, but the ending was quite shocking to me, actually like very shocking. It was shocking and confusing at the same time. Um, not to, get spoilery but the one i don't quite understand is his brother-in-law's connection to who i don't know who he's connected to what sandler's character did or didn't do uh i would have liked a little bit more explanation on that front but again being an independent that's kind of what they do they leave a lot of shit open-ended yeah no i mean i would have liked to know what was going on with the uh his uh girlfriend what what would you call her uh, what did, what did you say Shishka. You had a name it's a Shishka. yeah that's like uh that's like a jewish like side piece like terminology thing all right so his shiska yeah uh was uh there's a couple interactions with somebody weird at the casino and i'm like how the heck did that happen they don't explain anything I feel like there's something cut that like would have made that more explainable, but it's okay. I mean, uh, I've actually been to that casino. Really? Uh, which is funny. Yeah, Where's yeah, that casino? I, I went, uh, it's in Connecticut. Connecticut? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. That explains the helicopter. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So I, I, I've been to that casino. I, I went there for a concert uh uh corn seven dust and disturbed were playing all together like, yes yes all together that's it. this podcast is over i'm out are you <laughs> serious that's ridiculous mike yeah i went and saw them a long time ago in january and uh i was up there for work and i had the weekend off and i was like what's coming to the area and that show came but matt the, t- the weather was awful like I risked my life to go to it because the, 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 the snow and the ice were awful. But I was like, I'm going. Dude, worth it. Totally worth it. So I went. I actually got signatures from Seven Dust. Like, nice. It was awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Like, it, was, it was fun, dude. It was really fun. But uh, I, still have that, uh, I still have that drumstick from that show in Tucson. We were in high school. Awesome. Hell yeah. Awesome. But uh, so... Anyway, uh, so I've actually been to the Mohegan Sun. So uh, it's a very pretty, uh, nice casino. But it, it, uh, yeah, it's in Connecticut. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so what else are we going to spoil here, Mike? Uh, I, I don't know, man. Um, okay, how, here you go. Here you go. I got this. How about uh, Kevin Garnett? I thought he did a really, really good job as himself. Yeah, no, I I thought Kevin Garnett did a great job. He's not in the movie a lot, but I think he did exactly what he needed to for his his different stuff. The the parts that he's in there and the thing he wants and he's lusting after, it's you feel it. 
You really do. Like he truly believes in these gems and they're changing his game and they're changing his life. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And it's interesting how Sandler's character like literally plays into that and makes the bet of his life. Oh god. His his oh man, the like watching it was almost cringy. Like it was it's like Dude, you have people outside the door that are going to do things not nice to you. But you're still going to place these pretty much ridiculous bets? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it it, it was it was like it, it was really intense. Like the very last part of it. And I don't want to give away too much, but the very last part was super intense. And I was like holy crap and then when everything happens through it i was like whoa like it was just ah i don't know it was just it was it, it was, was shocking the third act yeah the third act was crazy so the ending part in sandler's character's jewelry store is extremely intense it's kind of long and drawn out it's the uh that third act you're talking about and it i think it was a very smart choice and difficult choice to spend so much time of the film in that one location but it increases the intensity of what's going on that i'm not going to spoil at that location make sense mike yes yes uh, you know i know we're in the spoiler section but but we don't want to give away the entire movie and it was extremely intense this scene and i agree with matt on this one i i know we agree too much but man it was intense dude to say the least it was crazy i mean it was it was you know they're sitting there doing something watching something and the the intensity is palpable i mean you can feel it you can taste it as you're sitting there in the theater it's just it's mesmerizing I don't know how else to describe it without spoiling it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that that's good, man. I, I know we're in the spoiler section, but there's some things that we feel that we shouldn't spoil completely because, you know, it's we want you to see some of these movies. And, and I feel like this is one of those ones we want you to see. Well, yeah. If we tell you how it ends, it ruins the whole thing like a lot of independents, you know, because that's just how they do them that's how they're told that's how these stories are told that's how they're shot things like that so all right all right all right all right mike should we do it should you give me your rating for uncut gems yes i think i should give you my rating for uncut gems okay mike how many reels are you going to give adam sandler's gritty crime jewelry caustic addiction film all right, I'm going to give four out of five reels on this one. I really like this movie. Wow, Mike. I think I am becoming cynical in my old age. What did you give it, man? No way. Did you give lower than me? No way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I give it three and a half reels. Wow. All right. All right. Well, well, people, we do not consult at all on these reels in case anyone ever wonders. We never talk about what we're going to rate the movie until we do it live. Like when we're recording, I mean live when we're recording, we, we don't talk about it. Yeah, Mike doesn't even listen to the radio broadcast I do just for that reason. Right, Mike? 
Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So, Uncut Gems. I have to say, this is not one you need to race out and see in the theaters. If you go and see it in the theaters, you're not going to be disappointed. I think this is one that you can watch it at home and you'll be just as fine and it'll be just as impactful. So unless you really want to see it in the theaters and if you're into Academy Awards and award season and gritty films and there's nothing else to watch and you've seen Star Wars a couple times already, this is well worth a watch, but it's not a must see in the theaters. Yeah, once again, I'm agreeing with Matt. <laughs> I, 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 you know... If there's not much going on, you can go watch it in theaters. It's it's a good movie. It is a great movie. I, I think it's better in the theater. But if you've got family in town and you've already seen Star Wars twice or four times. Um, hey, the, hey. Are you trying to say something, Mike? No, I'm just saying. You, you know, okay. you, you should see yeah, Star I've Wars four about times. four times, right? Yeah, I've seen it four times. The average person should see it about four times. So Minimum. Until you see Star Wars four times, do not watch Uncut Gems. <laughs> oh, I uh, like that, Mike. I like uh, that. No, uh, uh, just kidding. But it, it, <laughs> it, is, it is a good movie. You know, if you liked other Adam Sandler kind of serious movies, uh, Rain on Me... Happy Gilmore. Uh, un- <laughs> no, not Happy Gilmore. Uh, Punch Drunk Love. Um, oh, there's another Billy one. Billy Madison. Uh, Spanglish. No, not Billy Madison. Jesus. Come on, man. We're trying to recommend the, the kind of movie. Okay, fine. I'll stop. Now it's stop. <laughs> Seriously, who doesn't love Happy Gilmore? I mean, Jesus, that movie's amazing. No, ha- Happy Gilmore is one of my favorite Adam. It, it is my favorite Adam Sandler movie. I love it. Yeah, dude, it's one of my favorites too. All right, Mike. So, what movie are we talking about for next week's pod? Uh, this, this, you know, we we've been debating this. Uh, we're debating a couple movies here and there. Um, we we might do a Netflix movie. Uh, the new we Michael. Might. Yeah. We definitely are. Oh, okay. We definitely are doing a new Netflix movie. The uh, Michael Bay latest movie, uh, Six Underground. Starring Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Melanie Laurent, Manuel Garcia Rolfo. Yeah. Uh, so look forward to that. And then, uh, you know, as a bonus, we might do another Netflix movie, but... Uh, I'm going to hold back because Matt's giving me a weird... He's giving me a side eye. That was me burping. Oh, I was oh, trying not to uh, burp into the microphone. Okay, Matt was giving <laughs> me the side eye. I thought... I thought uh. No, no, you tell him. If we if we get around to it, uh, I don't know much about this film. I know it's on Netflix. It's called Two Popes. But Mike is saying it's getting uh, award season rumors flying around it. So that's definitely sounds like it should be worth watching. Yeah, I think Matt, this might be like a lot like last year. Remember we watched that uh that other Roma? movie? Yeah, Roma. I think this might be a lot like Roma. Interesting. I wasn't a super huge fan of Roma. It was it was a beautiful film. It was well shot. It was just it was different. It was very unique. I don't know if it deserved all the awards it got, but it got them. 
So that helped Netflix. It was good. But there were some techniques and stuff that I felt were overused and stuff, in which we talked about in our, our review of it. But and, and anyway, it, it, it was a good movie. There were certain parts, and it kind of lagged sometimes in the story. And so I'm hoping that Two Popes is a little bit more flowing, but you never know. Well, it's not done by the same director, is it? Oh, I, 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 I haven't looked, honestly. Uh, but... But I know uh, Six Underground, since I've already seen it, Matt, you're in for a treat. That's all I'm going to say. Dude, you know how I like my Michael Bay, man. How does it compare to The Rock? It has certain elements of The Rock, for sure. Okay, so if you, for those of you who are still with us and curious, uh, we recorded Roma was a tributary, episode number 83, from January 29th, 2019. Good job, Matt. So there you go. All right, Mike. Well, next week, Six Underground and possibly Two Popes. I don't know if we'll do like one big pot or if we'll do two separates. Ah, we'll do two separates. We could do like two 30 minutes or two 15s or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, go see Star Wars again. Woo! Yes. Re- remember, if you haven't seen Star Wars four times, you can't go watch any other movies. Uh, yeah, and that comes down from the highest of the highest. That's from J.J. Abrams himself. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We love you, J.J. Thank you for saving Star Wars. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, uh, hey, thanks, everyone, for listening. And, uh, I, you know, I think uh, we'll catch you on the next pod and uh, look forward to talking to you a lot more in the new year don't forget to like subscribe share rate review social medias it all helps us out if you don't want to do anything other than listen then do us a favor and leave us a nice itunes review that's our goal for 2020 we want at least one more itunes review all right sounds good please please review us on itunes at least one person Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Joining me in studio now on Magic 99.1, I have Matt Hinshaw from The Real Film Nerds podcast. Good morning, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. Uh, same to you, Lisa. Thank you. Thank and, you very much. And I have to applaud you. Didn't look at my card that time. I didn't. I have, I have memorized the name of your podcast. Sweet. <laughs> it's only taken a little bit. <laughs> okay. So you saw a movie over the uh, holiday break? The I saw at least one. Yeah. 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 Cause well, it's been a while since I've been in here since right, Star Wars. Right. Since Star Wars. And you saw that. Only two times, right? Or did you see Oh, more? no. I am up to four. I saw it again four. last night. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm up to four. I don't know if I'm going to go too much more because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of other films I would like to see that are coming out in January. Perfect. Perfect. But up to four is my count now. Uh, all yep. right. Very good. And you're in this morning to tell us about Uncut Gems. Tell us. What do you think? I understand now why that it's being so much rumors about uh, Oscar nominations. Oh. It is a very interesting, good, chaotic film. I don't want to try and I don't want to ruin any of it, but for those right. of you who have seen probably the trailers, it's uh, Adam Sandler's. It's not his film; he didn't direct and write it, and that's mm-hmm. probably why it's really good. 
But he does an incredible job. I, if he doesn't get a nod for a Oscar, I will be disappointed. Now, is it a comedy? What's it no, about? it is a gritty character study mm-hmm. on IMDb and all those other uh, aggregates. They're calling it a crime drama. Okay. Definitely a drama. I kind of see the crime in it, but I feel it's more of a character study on Adam Sandler's character in the film. Okay. And his daily life. And it's just madness. He's, How weird that he's that he's doing something other than a comedy. Yeah, well, he's done a couple in the past, yeah. it, but it's been a long time. Okay. It's been oh, probably over 10 years since mm-hmm. he's done something like this that's not a comedy. But you say he's amazing in it. I think he did really well. Wow, yes. that's cool. Yeah, he's the shining star in the whole film. The, yeah. l- the script is good. The cinematography is really, really good, really good. But it's very chaotic. It's really all over the place. And I think the directors chose to do that on purpose because it mirrors the life of the main character. Okay. So Interesting. it's not a must see in theaters unless you are big into the Academy Awards and really big into movies because there's it's just a drama. There's no big action. There's no nothing that makes you want to go. I have to hear this in Dolby Atmos and I have right. to watch this on a 10 foot screen or 20 foot screen or whatever. Right. So it's not a must see in the theaters unless movies are your thing. Right. All right. Very good. How many reels are you going to give it, Matt? I give it three and a half out of five. Three and a half out of five. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You want to tell me why? Only three and a half? Because the chaos. The chaos. The chaos. Yeah. It's okay. It catches you off guard here and there. So you don't really start understanding what's going on until towards the end of the movie. All right. And then it ends like a lot of independents do. It, mm-hmm. it leaves you going, okay. <laughs> I hate that. So there's uh, like some of the villains, you're not sure where they came from or why you find out one of them. Um, Kevin Garnett, the basketball player's in it. He mm-hmm. plays himself. It's really unique. He does a really good job. Yeah. I liked that a lot. Uh-huh. But it's, uh, you know, other than Adam Sandler, it's, uh, you know. It's okay. It's just okay. Yeah, it's right. okay. It's it's good. I yeah. liked it a lot, yeah. but it's not... I'm intrigued. Overall, it's not like, I have to go see this movie. Well, I say, if you are a movie person, you need to go see it, because okay. you'll like it. All but right. for our, our general audience, I said, nah. Yeah, okay. Not, not a must. That's a fair review. I appreciate it. You can catch Matt's podcast, Real Film Nerds, anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Yep, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever. Okay. All right. Everywhere. Thanks for coming in, Matt. (laughs) Thanks, Lisa. You're welcome.